Welcome back to Haunted 518, fellow paranormal aficionados. I'm going to go ahead and crack open what I'm drinking this week. And again from the Blue Light Seltzer Tart Pack, I'm going to be doing the um, tart mango flavor. So, Ooh. Oh, that's good. I like that little bit of tartness. Mm. Nice and refreshing for a nice spring, spring, summery day. So um, today we're going to go on a little bit of a road trip around the... We're going to start in Pine Plains, head over to Millerton, and then step just, just outside of the, fi uh, the 518 to Millbrook because there's something there that um, is supposedly pretty notorious in the paranormal community that I had no no idea about so I'm super excited to share because it's only about like an hour and a half from the Albany area if not even a little less than that and so I think a lot of paranormal investigators would probably know about this but potentially if you don't it's a it's a great place to to check out and just aficionados in general if you haven't heard about it you'll definitely enjoy today's episode um there's a few things today that that really surprised me so starting in pine plains we're gonna go to a place called dutch's spirits and what an interesting place this is it was an underground complex that had it that hid a distillery that was run by the mob during prohibition it was financed by the gangster dutch schultz and potentially is haunted by him so when we go to the duchess spirits website there's a whole history a description of the history and some photos and it's just wild that this little place in the middle of pine plains which is seemingly a sleepy area of new york state had this going on so just after dusk on Monday, October 10th, 1932, federal agents set upon Harvest Homestead Farm in Pine Plains, New York. There they uncovered the largest bootlegging operation ever found in Dutchess County, a massive underground concrete bunker containing two 2,000-gallon stills, 10,000 pounds of sugar, and 1,000 gallons of sugar wash moonshine. A sprawling network of interconnected tunnels spread throughout the property made it one of the most extensive and elaborate layouts ever found. Legend has it that the notorious New York City bootlegger Dutch Schultz was the mastermind and financier of the operation. Just three years later, the Dutchman would be dead, gunned down by his own syndicate. Locals called the hooch simply the best. Over the next 78 years, the farm would undergo many changes, and its owner, Patrick Ryan, was a p retired New York City policeman, which may have played a part in his avoidance of prison for harboring the distillery. After the raid, he quietly reverted the property back to its turkey farm origins. A few years later, it was purchased by a German group, WDAN, turning the farm into an old-age commune. Although they worked tirelessly, tirelessly raising corn, cows, pigs, horses and chickens this too did not last over the last over the years the properties was used as a guest house and a retreat a slaughterhouse and finally in 1969 was purchased by janet and charles adams a potato harvester who had worked at the bootleg distillery over 30 years earlier for more for 40 more years the adams family kept watch over the farm and it and its buried secrets then in the spring of 2008, Charles's grandson Alex Adams and close friend Ariel Schleen learned of the passage of the New York Farms Distillers Law. 
they decided it was time to write another chapter in Dutch's history. In July of 2011, after an extensive archaeological survey and review, the site was added to the New York State Archaeological Inventory as a bootleg-era bunker complex. While the New York State Historic Preservation Office deemed it eligible for inclusion in the State and National Register of Historic Places. Between 2011 and 15, the tasting room and distillery was built in the footprint of the original bunkhouse site, and the process of reviewing the reviving the farmland and restoring the bunkers for a rickhouse and museum will hopefully bring this rich history to light. In late 2017, Brendan McAlpine purchased Dutch's Spirits and the distillery received its federal distilling permit on October 10th, 2018. 86 years to the day, the, fe- the FBI raided the farm and broke up Dutch's operation. In September of 2020, the tasting room and grounds were reopened to the public, and on raid day, October 10th, 2020, the first batch of sugar wash moonshine blended in pine plains since Prohibition was bottled in the distillery, just steps away from the very bunkers that Dutch's gang bootlegged so many years before. So I just thought that was an awesome story, and um, to know that people have reported it to have some paranormal activity there that it's potentially haunted by by him himself is uh, pretty interesting. Then there is a personal story in Pine Plains, sticking in Pine Plains for a minute. This personal story was sent in by someone named Kyle. I have lived in an old farmhouse for a short time in back in 2009 to 2010 with my two teenage kids, my sister, and her boyfriend. It wasn't long after moving in that things that go bump in the night began to happen. For instance, our car and our house keys, which were hung on a hook, would mysteriously go missing, only only to appear in the very spot we looked for them. Other things like darting black shadows from room to room and even a few residual appearances of an old, frail man appeared in my room. The basement for me was the place that held the most energy though. Every time I entered it, I became overwhelmed with sadness, loneliness, and fear. Many nights I lay wide awake listening to voices and watching things move on their own. I strongly feel there was a young girl who lost her life there at the hand of an abusive older male. I also believe that there was a late night fire that killed 8-10 to people who all still linger there in misery. I would love to go back there today for a nighttime investigation with the help of the ghost adventure team just to see if we can validate any of my experiences. So that's a a whole lot of uh, activity that a lot of people, it would send a lot of people uh, running for the hills. So definitely interesting. And Kyle, you're brave because seeing things and hearing things like that, I don't think I could have stayed there so easily. (laughs) So short but sweet in Pine Plains, but super, super interesting. And now heading over to Millerton, same thing. I basically found one really cool big thing in each of these areas. So in um, Millerton, uh, I just didn't realize that this had happened there and I thought it would be fun to talk about is um, the Netflix movie Things Seen Things Heard and Seen uh, talks about a gruesome death on the Hudson and it takes place in Millerton. So um, Hollywood would have us believe that upstate New York is hell on earth. 
in a quiet place, speaking out loud and appalling, gets you slaughtered by aliens. In I'm Thinking of Ending Things, an innocent visit to a boyfriend's parents' fish kill farm traps you in a psychological nightmare. And now, in Things Heard and Seen, a Manhattan family's new Millerton house is haunted by an axe murderer. Geez, no wonder everyone's moving to Florida. It's plainly clear, however, that North of New York City makes for many great movies, and while Things Heard and Seen is not in the same league as A Quiet Place and Charlie Kaufman's oddball Netflix thriller, it has a spooky atmosphere and an appealingly slow boil that will liven up a Saturday night. One refreshing change-up is that Catherine, Amanda Seyfried, and George James Norton are not in the happiest marriage ever when they decide to leave the city so he can take a teaching job in the Hudson Valley. Catherine feels inadequate and suffers from an eating disorder, and George obviously is a womanizing person. They highlight it with their young daughter to a crumb they hightail it with their young daughter to a crumbling farmhouse that most sane people would be afraid to buy lettuce from and settle in. Almost immediately, Catherine begins begins to feel a presence, frightening but not altogether unpleasant, in her fixer-upper dwelling. She learns from the town historical society that the man who built it drugged his wife and brutally killed her with an axe decades earlier. We find out that it has become something of a pattern over the years, and then the ghosts start making themselves known. Meanwhile, George begins sleeping with a student and resenting his wife while he lies about going on long runs. The viewer thus contemplates whether his hurtful actions are entirely his own or if his bad behavior is encouraged by the home's ghoulish inhabitants. It's around this bit that the film flatlines for a stretch before waking up towards the end. As we saw in previous movies, Seyfried gets better and better as she matures out of her Mamma Mia phase. She's more dangerous than usual here, focused and unpredictable. Um, so definitely uh, an interesting like storyline, and um, it is definitely a movie I'm going to put on potentially even tonight. So things seen, things heard and seen a Netflix movie. Um, and it says things heard and seen is an adequate haunted house film to be sure, but it will certainly give you a pause about that three bedroom, three bath listing in Kingston. Um, so things heard and seen and, um, next in Millerton, something I found was, um, there's something like it's an infamous murder house in Mill in Millerton, um, and there's uh, some videos on YouTube. Blair Witch Cult uh, did like a 25 minute walkthrough. There's no real description, um, but I came up a bunch online. But it was a little vague. So apparently there's an abandoned murder house in Millerton, and I did find one interesting comment um, from someone named Stephen about four months ago, and he said, that's the old Wakeman house, built in 1851 as a meeting house for a document signing. The house in the road next to it, Wakeman Road, was named after the family. So, um, there apparently is a murder house, but I'm not sure the details necessarily what exactly happened, um, in that, in that area. Next, we're going to head over to uh, Millbrook, which is, like I said in the beginning, just steps outside of the 518, but this place, Wings Castle, was definitely worth talking about. It was built by the artists Peter and Tony Ann Wing and was featured on TV's Extreme Homes. The medieval-style castle is rumored to be haunted and is open for tours and overnight stays. So, um... 
you can spend a night at the hauntingly charming castle in Millbrook. Haunted History Trail of New York State describes Wing's castle as the brainchild of artists Tony Ann Wing and her late husband Peter. It's been featured on Extreme Homes on HGTV and soon to be on the History Channel. Today it houses all kinds of antique memorabilia and collectibles from military to primitive trinkets, each with a story to tell. Strange stories masking strange and paranormal activity. Find out why Tony took an axe to a goat-headed artifact embedded in the castle wall or why trick-or-treaters never venture past the entrance. Strange paranormal activity. Interesting. Are you brave enough to face said paranormal activity? Wings Castle, which is made of 80% recycled materials, is a bread and bed and breakfast hosting guests in rooms such as the tower room, the dungeon room, and the chamber room. So while the bed and breakfast is available for overnight stays, tours to the general public have been put on hold right now. I'm not sure when this article, let me see if I can find out when this article was written. There isn't a date, um, so that might not be the case anymore. Um, so the there are a few photos that um, that I will post also, and... Um, and another interesting fact about Wings Castle is there's a Hollywood connection. It was the filming location for the movie A Fairy Tale After All. Um, there's some creepy markings and it looks like someone was like counting days in the wall. So there's like uh, 5, 10, 15. Someone's counting something, uh, which is super creepy. And the hauntingly charming castle offers queen-size beds, mini fridges, and Wi-Fi with a side of paranormal activity. And um, in 2017, Tony Ann Wing told Connecticut Magazine, we have some ghosts, for lack of a better term. When you bring in a few th thousand tons of stuff, sometimes we think someone tags along with it. Um, so I'm curious if those tours have opened up again or not, but it is super interesting and the photos of it are really beautiful. So I will definitely, um, definitely post this article as well. And so, yeah, so now I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy someone from the YouTube channel the candle enthusiast and this video specifically is called wings castle full experience and tour haunted bed and breakfast and i thought they did a really cool spooky job the vibe of the video is fun um, of kind of giving a little insight into the property but the video itself is almost an hour and a half long so i'll post that on our social media so if you'd like to you can see um see and hear about it and honestly see because this estate is stunning and i'm definitely going to put that on my to-do list so so yeah on that note let's delve into wings castle a little bit so I invite you to sit back relax and enjoy
structure is known as Wings Castle. Construction began in 1969 by the Wing family, and it was literally built stone by stone, brick by brick, a project that was never supposed to be completed, but has taken over 60 years to construct. It has expanded north, east, south, and west, but also upwards and downwards. constantly dug more holes and raised more towers but unfortunately in 2014 Peter Wing suddenly passed away. I've come here for the next several days to fully explore the castle from the deepest parts of the dungeons to the towering chambers up in the sky. So it's at this time that I'm going to welcome you to join me that is if you wish to do so. You will? And let's do this. So I hope you enjoyed our little tour starting in Pine Plains, rounding over to Millerton and then down to Millbrook to hear about these crazy, like over the top places that have this paranormal connection. So I'm really glad that I delved into this area. I didn't think I was gonna find much, but I definitely did. So write in if you've been to these places, tell me if you've had any personal stories there. And as always on that note, I think today what we're gonna do is uh, specifically cheers the gangster Dutch Schultz um, of Dutch's spirits and yeah and and Peter Wing of Wing's Castle let's send a big cheers to them um, and as always happy haunting